0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Spending deal reached. Wanted. Input on new farm bill. USDA lists key questions. Lands bill clears hurdle. And U.S. beats out Russia for wheat sales. And please keep listening. I have a special invitation for you at the end of the day's program. Spending deal would avert a shutdown. Congressional negotiators announced an agreement last night on a fiscal 19 spending bill that would avert a government shutdown this weekend, not assuming that President Trump signs the deal into law. Negotiators told reporters that the deal will include all seven pending spending bills, including ones for USDA, FDA, the Interior Department, and the EPA. The deal reportedly does not include disaster assistance. USDA seeks Farm Bill input. U.S. Department of Agriculture is looking for input on how commodity and conservation programs and crop insurance should operate under the new Farm Bill. Department of Agriculture has scheduled a listening session on implementation of the new Farm Bill on February 26th. According to a Federal Register notice being published today, The purpose of the meeting is for representatives of the Farm Service Agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, and Risk Management Agency to hear from the public. It won't be a question and answer session or a discussion with agency officials, the department said. Take note. The Federal Register notice spells out a series of questions that each of the three agencies would like addressed, including ideas for simplifying program implementation and improving customer service. NRCS wants to know, for example, how it should use its programs to support precision agriculture. FSA wants input on how it should carry out the new Soil Health and Income Protection pilot program, which will offer short-term contracts to farmers who take land out of production. RMA wants to know how cover crop use has affected insurability or claim determinations, and if so, what judgment should be made to the cover crop termination guidelines. Senate Advances Bipartisan Lands Bill The Senate is expected to pass a sweeping public lands bill today that would permanently authorize the Land and Water Conservation Fund over the objections of cattle and sheep producers. The fund uses oil and gas royalties to acquire lands for conservation and recreation. The measure will still need a final vote of the House. The Senate last night voted 87 to 7 to limit debate on the bill. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the American Sheep Industry Association believe the conservation fund should be sunset rather than permanently authorized. In a recent letter to Senate leaders, the two groups said it would be irresponsible for Congress to relinquish its oversight authority and give a blank check to the federal agencies for the purpose of land acquisition. The Senate last week defeated an amendment that would have renewed the LWCF for only five years. EPA carbon emission report is due. EPA's latest report on U.S. greenhouse gas emissions is scheduled for release today. Last year's report found that in 2016, agriculture accounted for 8.6 percent of all greenhouse gases in the U.S., with soil management practices the largest contributor for the farm sector. Transportation and electricity were the largest contributors to carbon emissions at 28 percent each. Supply, not waivers, blamed for low ethanol prices. A new analysis by the University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin says increased ethanol supply was the biggest factor that kept ethanol prices low last year, not the small refinery waivers provided by EPA. Irwin found no evidence that prices for renewable fuel standard compliance credits were driving ethanol prices lower in 2018. Instead, he says, ethanol production in the U.S. looks to have topped 16 billion gallons for the first time in 2018, and this has simply been too much for the domestic and export fuel market to absorb. Take note, environmental groups are suing EPA over its implementation of the RFS, claiming the agency has failed to consider the impact of increased biofuel usage mandates on endangered species. U.S. beats out Russia in new wheat sales. Lower prices and falling transportation costs are helping U.S. wheat farmers regain market share in Egypt and Nigeria, two of the largest importing countries of the world, according to Steve Mercer, a spokesman for the U.S. Wheat Associates. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service yesterday announced export sales of 128,000 metric tons of hard red winter wheat to Nigeria at 120,000 tons of soft red winter wheat to Egypt for the 1819 marketing year that started June 1st buyers in countries like Japan and South Korea can afford to pay more for higher quality wheat but that's not the case in Egypt and Nigeria mercer said it's really just about price Both countries have been buying a lot of Russian wheat lately, pushing out U.S. exporters, and that was almost exclusively because of price, Mercer said. At one point, U.S. rice for hard red winter wheat to Nigeria was more than $50 a ton higher than Russia, Mercer, who accompanied a USW trip to Nigeria last September, told Agripulse. We met flour millers, and they looked at us and said, we want to buy U.S. hard red winter wheat. It's better quality. But we just can't afford it. French farm bill seeks to block food imports. France recently passed a farm bill of its own, and one provision in particular has caught the attention and concern of the USDA's foreign Agriculture Service. The measure bans any food or ag products that are produced with quote pesticides, herbicides, veterinary medicines, and feed inputs the European Union has not already approved for use in its twenty eight countries. If a product was treated with a herbicide or pesticide that has not been approved for use within the European Union, the product cannot be imported into France, the FAS explains at a new analysis. For instance, if the EU decides to ban glyphosate according to this provision, France would be entitled to ban imports of all products that were treated with glyphosate. The controversial provision was lobbied for by NGOs and not the original French Farm Bill when it was presented to Parliament. The FAS report says the ban is not WTO compatible and is unenforceable in the context of the EU's common market. Here's today's He Said It. We live in the best neighborhood on earth and the USMCA is a big win for America's farmers and ranchers. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue on his Twitter feed yesterday, he was in North Carolina for farm tours and a town hall discussion of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Now, here's that special invitation. You are officially invited to our AgriPulse Ag and Food Summit Monday, March 18th at the National Press Club. The event kicks off at 8 a.m. and it runs through 5 p.m. and then followed by our annual customer appreciation reception. Don't miss a full day of thought-provoking educational sessions about who will farm in 2040, what types of new foods will be produced, and how today's protein providers plan to be even more competitive and sustainable. But wait, there's more. You'll also hear farmers talk about types of farm bill programs that they need to survive and thrive in the future. You can register right now at www.agripulse.com. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 12th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Galley.